kind of figured out that motivation essentially is just kind of, it's a reward instead of what comes first. If you're looking for the reward before you do the work, then you're going to keep looking for it. And then like your brain's going to figure out that like, you know, you don't deserve it. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Drive and Kick podcast by Visionary Mentoring. Thank you for lending us your ears and spending some time listening to this. A little bit of background on who we are and what this evening is all about. My name is Elton and this all began really where we met each other almost 20 years ago now, in year seven, about 11 years old, starting secondary school. And we bonded over a love of sports, but particularly basketball. We fell in love with the game, developed a deep passion for the game. And since then, it's just been a journey of getting better, improving and learning the craft of playing the sport. We played on the same teams through high school and in college. And we also played regionally, representing our city, Leicester. Throughout that journey, we learned a lot. We learned a lot of things as athletes from mindsets, dedication that have helped us in our respective journeys since that point. I myself am a doctor. I trained at UCL Medical School. I went on to then do a master's in sports medicine. And I'm currently completing my GP training in North London. Some areas that I'm particularly interested in are things like injury prevention and mental health in elite athletes. We also have Rafael, who is a professional basketball player. He's currently the team captain for the Bristol Flyers, who play in the British Basketball League, and he runs a successful training business, ANK Training, out in America. On this podcast episode, we also have Rotimi. He is an engineer in the British Air Force, the RAF. Throughout his work in the RAF, he also plays basketball for their men's team and coaches some of the more junior men's teams as well. So you can see there how athleticism and basketball is the core themes in all of the things we do in our careers and life path. And we will be talking about things in this podcast from that lens. However, I think it's applicable to anyone because all of the challenges we face are the same. We all go through the same things and have the same hurdles. And this might just be one more thing that you can add to your toolbox to help you navigate these muddy waters a little bit easier. In this first episode, we get into a discussion about motivation. It's a new year, everyone's got new goals and big aspirations, and that word keeps flying around. But we drill a little bit more into what motivation is, how we view it, what components make up motivation and or a lack of it, and what things we do to get ourselves moving when we feel stuck. I hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. And we look forward to having plenty more to come. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Visionary Mentoring Podcast. We've been talking about this for a while. And I guess to explain how this came about is we have these conversations all the time. We kind of run through the problems or thoughts or topics that we're kind of experiencing in our own lives. And we just found that the, the things we were talking about were so useful and we wanted to share those with you. But Instead of explaining more about it, I think the best thing is for us to just jump in right now and go with the topic. So, Rami, you had this idea in your head. Do you want to introduce it to us and we can jump straight in? Yeah, absolutely. For me, I really wanted to talk about motivation because with anything in life, just with work, with playing sport, not being motivated, you're at a standstill. Even throughout this week, it's, it's been a mad one because I hit Monday and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing to go. I had a... Strong weekend, hit Monday, didn't have that much sleep, but I was, I was, I was just trying to attack it, attack it, attack it. I had a strong workout in the evening, did a bit of a boxing circuit training, and then 
the next day I was like, I was slammed and I was in work and I was trying to get stuff done, but I, I, I just wasn't there. I wasn't, I didn't feel like it was me going into the evening. That's where I really felt it because it's not even a thought I'd, I'd finish work. And then I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to the gym. But I'll tell you through my process because it was raining that day. It was cold. It was miserable. And in my room, it was warm. You know, so I was thinking, oh, I, need, I need to go, but try it, try it. Let me just, I felt tired as well. So I tried to take like a 10 minute quick nap. I woke up and I felt even more tired. I was like, let me take another 10 minute nap. I was like, I don't want to do this, man. Like what's happening? I don't feel, I don't feel like me. And I was thinking, it's usually clockwork. I just go. But then I just felt, I just want to get into the sheets. I don't even want to do anything. Then I was thinking to myself, how do, how do I get out of this? And then I, I started procrastinating, bro. I, I, I got on my phone. I started scrolling through. I, I was just doing nonsense. I feel like everybody does this. And I, I was on, you know, social media, Instagram, just, I was trying to pump myself up. But whether that was working or not, well, before I knew it, like 30 minutes had gone, I was thinking, oh man, how do I get myself back into gear? Like, how do I continue? So I, I put some music on. I put some music on. I got some music going. And then that started to like slowly click, slowly click. I put on, I, I changed. I got changed. I put on my, my shirt, shorts, tied my trainers. So then now I'm feeling like, okay, I'm changed now. I've got to undo my trainers to, and get back into bed. That, that feels a little bit more of a struggle, but I still don't want to go outside. It's nice and warm in my room. I don't want to move. I don't want to go anywhere. And then I go, I step out my door and I see one of my, um, my, my doormen. So basically within the military, it's, it's similar to a um, university halls. So we've got people like next door to you. Somebody was in the corridor. They saw me and they were like, hey, bro, where are you off to? And I, I said, uh, I'm going to the gym. So I said that now. Now I think he knows and he's aware that I've just told him I'm going to the gym. So I didn't feel like, oh, I need to I go back into my room at this point or do I go to the gym? Like, let me just carry it out. I'm walking through the corridor. I'm going outside. It's raining. The rain just pours. It drips on my face. And I'm thinking, right, I'm wet now. Like, this, I can go back in and change and stuff. But uh, taking a 15-minute workout, I may as well at least do a 15, get a sweat on. So I go to the gym. Go to the gym, I start working out, I pump, I get, I get into it, and then I just attack it. After that first workout, I'm in. I'm zoned in, I just want to do more and more and more. And before I know I'm leaving, it's about, I, I had the mindset, I was thinking maybe I'll just do 15 minutes. But when I finished, it was about a good hour. So I left, I felt pumped, and I was like, man, like what, what happened? What, what was going on today? And then... After like finishing the gym, I was just on it. Like with tasks, with getting my stuff sorted, getting food, polishing my shoes, ironing my shirt. I was just, it was like clockwork. All of that spared from the very beginning of why, why I didn't feel motivated and what ignited it for me. And I think we all like hit hurdles and stuff. But for me, another thing was when I thought about, um, so I, I watched something on Netflix over the weekend. It was, it's called Born in Gaza. But essentially, there was this kid, he was 12 years old, and you know, his, his family, a lot of them were caught up in attacks. Uh, his, his father had gone, he, was, he just had his mom and his, his siblings. His mom didn't work, neither did his siblings. This guy's 12 years old, he was the only one bringing money in. And he'd go on the crack of dawn, crack of dawn, he was out carrying fish buckets, stinking like mad, and then going back in, 
he'd do this every day and he'd earn 30 shekels a week. That's six pounds a week. But this guy, there was no like, he had no choice. This guy was doing it. He weren't saying, ah, uh, I don't feel like it or I'm comfortable here. He's just on it. He has to do it. So from that, motivation one, we have, we have a privilege to have music. But another thing is when you have no choice, when you, the pressure is on, you have to do it. Then you will, that, that will get you going. As time started to, to pull away from me and I thought, oh, yeah, I've just lost like 20 minutes sleeping for no reason. Then I lost another half an hour. I've only got this amount of time. If I don't do it now, I'm, I'm losing it. So I felt, um, yeah, it, it was that essence of pressure and understanding that awareness of like knowing what people are doing, people are going through in the world. And it's just a silly workout that I need to do. What, what is the big hurdle here? So, so like, I got a lot of thoughts, you know. Um, so motivation, you know, in the last year or so, I kind of figured out that motivation essentially is just kind of, it's a reward instead of what comes first. So when what happens is if you're looking for the reward before you do the work, then you're going to keep looking for it. And then like your brain's going to figure out that like, you know, you don't deserve it. When in reality, you're supposed to flip it where discipline is the thing that gets you to do what you need to do. And then you get the motivation from doing the work. So like even in the, the example with the kid with a bucket, you would have motivation or else you wouldn't be doing it. Like this is, uh, you know, Elton would probably be able to speak on the dopamine and like the brain um, function of it, but like he does the work. And then after a couple of minutes, just like everyone, that the motivation keeps you doing it. But I think when people struggle, it's like, you know, you know, me included, you kind of need the music to kind of get the motivation, which in reality is the wrong way around because you're not doing the work. So your motivation is going to spike for a second because you think, oh, I'm about to do this work. That's why the music's playing. And then you don't do the work and then your brain's like, well, you know, I'm not giving you the reward because you haven't done anything. And then that's when your motivation goes lower than it was before. So it's just like a cycle and like figuring out how to use it to the best of your ability or that will, will serve you best in reality. Like, what, do you, what do you think about the, uh, the dopamine stuff, Elton? Yeah, I definitely think you're right with that. Like the reward system of your brain is the dopamine system. Um, when you do something that is a positive or you interpret as a positive, you, your brain sends dopamine and it gives you a nice little feeling. But you also get it from other things that don't result in a positive action. For example, scrolling through social media, seeing something you like, someone likes a photo, you get a dopamine hit. So lots of things can make you feel that dopamine hit, but not all of them are actions that actually lead to forward momentum. And your brain doesn't know the difference between the two different kinds of spikes. So chasing motivation, like you said, Raf, chasing that reward system is dangerous because you then start doing behaviors that are nothing to do with moving you forward. People who want to get fit go on Instagram and then look at all the new running shoes. And then they buy a nice pair of running shoes. They spent two weeks researching them. And then you feel like, yeah, I've achieved something. You ain't done no running for two weeks. <laughs> you're, you're, you're nowhere closer to like that goal at all. But you feel like, nah, I've got... I've gotten one step closer to that overall goal. So I think, yeah, being mindful, like you said, Rafa, like focusing, getting the work first um, is so key. And definitely, Robin, what you talked about there is all about showing up. That's the main thing. Certain people aren't built that way, but I, I, I have always told myself that if I show up, I have the mentality to put in work till the end. I will not give up. So for me, I just got to tell myself, if you show up, the rest will take care of itself. I don't know if other people have the same mentality, but that's also a trick I use to just make myself say, 
this is the hardest part of the day is getting there. Once you're there, it's easy for you. You, you, if you, if you say it's a six hour workout, I will do it. But getting there is where I know, like I could lose the war in this moment. This is where the war is going to be for me is showing up. Once I do that, I've already won the war. Nothing was like, nothing can take me out of the winning position from this point. Those, those are kind of some thoughts there for me. Because what, uh, what we said about, you know, telling people that you're about to work out. I don't necessarily know what exactly that is, but I'm, I'm the same. I'm so competitive that if someone's like, oh, you ain't going to do it. I'm like, yeah, I am. And then I don't know if that necessarily is the motivation. Like I just explained, it's the reward after. But then me uh, using my competitiveness to show up, then gives me the motivation. Then I'm already doing the work. So like, you know, I don't know the process. And I think it's something that eventually we'll figure out and then it'll be super beneficial for everybody. But, you know, there's things that maybe circumvent their motivation at the beginning, or maybe as motivation, but it's like a, a shorter loop just to kind of get you to show up. So many elements there that are important. And over my journey, I've learned they're cheat codes. They're, they're things you can do to get yourself to show up. There's so many different elements and tools you can use to break through that barrier of, I just want to stay in this warm bed. Going off of what the story you said, Rami, the elements you talked about, that like music. Music is a powerful tool. Um, and it's a blessing to be able to have it. So even realizing that, like, yo, I have these tools to make myself motivated. There's people in parts of the world that don't have this. Like Carmelo was doing this documentary where he was going around different football clubs in the States and around the world, academies with kids who come from like poor, underprivileged backgrounds. And there was this one kid, I think he was like from Puerto Rico, families like dead poor. And he's waking up training every day, even when he doesn't want to do it. And then Carmelo was like having dinner with him. He's like, you do this every day? And he's like, I've been around professional athletes who don't do this every day. Like they, they're not willing to get up and do this every day. That's the mark of like true professionalism. To understand that this kid has nothing and he's getting up and doing it every day, no complaints. But to even realize that that privilege that you have to have these tools is another use, another way to motivate yourself, like you said. And then music, like there's research that shows you listen to music of certain BPM, certain tempos, certain cadences, favorite music that can get you motivated. If you have music that you always used to play that get like that puts you in that mind state. I remember for me, like when we used to play basketball in high school, I used to listen to like old school Kanye tunes, the first graduation, uh, the first couple, three albums, even stuff like Dipset, music from that era, that like noughties era of hip hop. If I play that now, that gets me in a more in a workout mind state because I, I've listened to that in that mind state so many times that helps me get there. If I want to get there, I can use that as a tool to get me there. So it's stuff like that that you can just use. And also the the Tying a mindset to an action, like you said, when you put on your shoes and you lace them up and then making that like, I have to do the next action, which is get out the door. I have, once I get out the door, I have to walk to the gym. Once I walk to the gym, I have to start making that sequence of events so concrete and even making a rule for yourself. So one of the things you can do, like every time I pick up my phone and go on Instagram, I have to do 10 pushups. But every time, I don't matter where I am, if I do that, I have to drop down and do 10 pushups. You start linking actions and, and triggers your mind state start building up like, okay, now I've done 10 pushups. I might as well do some setups. I might as well do some squats. I might as well go out and run. And then you're not on Instagram for four hours. You've done a workout. It's about learning those things that like tying the mind states to the actions is a powerful thing you can do too. So, so my thought here is, right, is it motivation? Because, you know, motivation is just a word that we kind of put into a meaning or something. My mo- motivation could be different from, from yours or to Rami's. And I feel like it's, it's a tough one because the music, you could have built a habit where you don't need motivation. That habit is a trigger that kind of gets you in the loop of doing the work. Then you do the work, then you get the motivation. 
So then it's not going to work for me because I haven't built the habit of music. Same with what I was saying before is if you start with the music, the way I think of it is like, you know, uh, your, your brain is, you know, the biggest drug dealer of all, right? And you're trying to get this motivation. So then it's like, oh yeah, like, cool, I got this, I got this music. Like, what do you think of this music? You take the music, then you're going to do the habit. And then your brain's like, nah, I ain't giving you the motivation. And then you don't know why you haven't got it. So you listen to more music, trying to get a little bit of motivation, a little bit. So you, instead of doing the work that you need to do, now you've just listened to the whole album. When in reality, if you had built the habit already, then it takes the first couple of seconds for you to get into the loop. Maybe like the Instagram example, anytime you open Instagram, you do push-ups and then you do a whole workout. Like that's your habit. It's not going to work for everybody because their habits aren't built. So I feel like building the discipline and the habit is important before you start talking about the motivation side of it. Because that's, you know, I've, I've watched videos, done research about motivation and I've tried it. And, you know, maybe it worked for the day, but that's because I've started to do something like the process of trying to build a habit is giving me the motivation I need. But then when I'm in the thick of it and I try to go back to that thing, I'm forgetting that that's not work anymore. Like that researching it, that was the work I did to put it in. But then I'm still trying to figure out how to find my motivation individually. Like, is that making sense? Yeah, I, th- I think. I think I get what you mean for sure. But even even in my examples, right, the only reason these things work is because, like the music, is because I built that association over years of work. Mm. (laughs) It's not like I was born with that association when I listen to these songs, I get in that mind. No, no, no. I had to do this stuff when I didn't want to do it. I had to suffer. I had to go through pain. And then that song was comforting when I was in that pain. And then actually then became... No, this song is like a badge of honor when I, I remember that moment and I want that feeling now. It's not like, oh, that's painful now. It's like, no, nah, that's a great feeling because I won a championship that year. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's like you retrospectively have motivation. It's not like you can create it and imagine winning a championship and then listen to songs and feel good about doing it. No, no, it's because like you've done it and proven it to yourself. Like, this is how we get there. So then that becomes association in your head. The hundred percent, I agree with you, man, but work is never going to feel good 100% of the time. The, the, the goal is to like make yourself feel good about doing the, the stuff that doesn't feel good, but you can't make it feel good. That's the thing. Mm. So let me, you know, summarize. So I think it's about you use a habit to so build habits to kind of get you to start the work. Then you get the motivation to continue the work. So like in your examples that you had at the beginning, like how would you say that you didn't use a habit and you didn't get the motivation or you did have a habit that you built over years and it gave you the motivation. I think as you were saying, Ralph, with the music, I think music was the catalyst. Like it, it sparked, it, it got me to, to rethink, to rethink my character, rethink who I was. Because sometimes I, I, was, I was going into a different frame of mind of changing my whole persona, wanting to, to get into bed, but then... You know, when you, you click the music, it takes you back to a different time and you remember, you remember who you are. So then going back as that trigger happened and thinking about, no, this is that, this does not define me. I work out, I've been working out, I've grown up in school to college and everything. I, I've, I've been doing this. I'm just remembering the, the, uh, the sequence of events that, that got me into got me past difficult situations or times where I needed to um, tackle challenge. So 
yeah, p- putting on, you know, putting on the shorts, putting on the trainers. These are all things that I, I built through, through time, through routine. And just the, the process of doing that, putting on my trainers. How many times have I put on trainers getting ready for a basketball game? Uh, how many times have I put on, like, the, the symbol of putting on my trainers or putting on my boots to get out in the field or putting on my trainers, putting on my shoes to get out ready for an interview. It just allows your mind to associate where have I done this before and who am I? Mm, who are you? Like that. What am I doing now? I'm, yeah. I like that. So I'm no longer that person who wants to just roll into bed because that's, you know, where, where do you do that? The only time I do that is when I go to sleep. Yeah, man, that, that's uh, something I've been thinking about already, like a persona. And, you know, persona doesn't have to be not you. A persona is just which version of you it is. So like saying, like, you know, these things, the habits remind you of who you are. Who you are creates the work, and then your brain gives you the motivation to keep going. And I feel like that's the main piece. Yeah, I definitely... Definitely like echo that massively. I think we've talked about like a working out once. So I'll talk about like off court example. I've got an exam coming up that I have to do as part of this, this phase of my medical training. And I, I didn't want to do it. I just was like, so many exams. I'm like, I don't want to do this revision. I just have no motivation to do it. And then I kind of went into it like treating it like something I have to do. And I was putting it off every day. I'll start next week. I'll start the week after. But then I had to like step away from it and then just look back and think, okay, I can treat this as something that I have to do as part of this journey. Like it's a hurdle that's on the, on the way getting to where I need to be. Or I can treat it like, yes, a hurdle is on the way, but it's part of who am I? How am I going to attack this hurdle? I can attack this hurdle and push it out the way. Like I can jump over and move and keep moving because I've got other stuff I want to do. This is just wasting my time if I'm spending years and years trying to do this thing. Like I need to get it done, get it done efficiently. And secondly, when I'm attacking it, I can actually use this as an opportunity to grow and get better at my craft, like come out of this a better doctor. And the only way to do that is if I score like a really high score and no more, like that only benefits me. So now I'm in the mindset of, okay, if I'm going to come at it with that mentality of like, let's do this well, let's do this with a high level of skill. Then I thought, okay, now I'm more into it. Now I'm researching things. Then I'm thinking, okay, let me, let me do my revision plan. Okay. How I'm going to do that. Okay. I need to make this optimal to get the highest score possible. So my, my, my mindset is now like optimal, highest score possible. Now it's a game. Now it's me versus me in the game. Now I'm waking up at 6 a.m. thinking about it. Like now I'm, now I'm engaged again. Now I'm playing again. And then again, using those, those things we talked about, I, I did my revision plan. I put on some music, that high tempo music for like 20 minutes, did my revision plan, knocked it out. And then thought about, yo, I can, who can I compete with? Who do I know who's also doing this? How are they going to approach it? Um, then one of my good friends, Curran, he's also doing the same exam. Would Curran not want to t- attack this? Would he be going soft right now? No, nah, I know that guy. He's, 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 he's putting in work. Like, there's no way he's not putting in work. Like, I can't stay in bed <laughs> and then fail. Like, I, that would be embarrassing. Like, that's not me. I don't do those things. Because again, you've got to start tying your goals and your actions to who you are as a person. Mm. I know people say, like, your goals shouldn't matter too much. Your goals shouldn't affect who you are. But let's be honest. You think Michael Jordan was trying to win chips because he didn't care about who he is to himself. No, it's like you're making a comment on proving who you are to you. And when you can make your goal or your actions say something about who you are to you and how you can, you can either say a positive statement, like I am a person who works hard. I'm a person who doesn't give up. Or you can refute a negative statement, like I'm a loser. Sometimes that can be motivating. Like let's say you're on a team that's lost for the past five years and you're known as a team that no one takes serious. 
you can then tie in your, your actions that you're going to do on a daily basis and say, no, this is how I prove that that is not who I am. Like the world is going to see that that is not who we are because we wake up and train at 6 a.m. when no one else wants to, because we do X, Y, Z action. But it's all about, like you said, you've got to, you've got to turn that thought into action. Then you've got to do the work and say, okay, once I've developed this persona, once I develop this mind state, that of who I am and this clear picture in my head, I then got to state what are the key performance actions that lead to it. It's waking up at this time. It's doing this amount of questions on a daily basis for me. It's making sure by two months out of the exam, I've done X amount of mock exams or making sure I'm hitting these scores or making sure I'm going to the gym four times a week. You, you need like specific actions that you can measure that are tied to that mindset. And then that's now how you, you don't need motivation anymore. Cause now, you know, like if I don't work out today, I'm not going to hit that key performance indicator. And I'm not who I am. I said to me, I, I broke my own promise to me at this point. So motivated or not, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> that's, that's another way you kind of get into it as well. I was looking at uh, this other podcast. No, you know, I can't shout out anymore. But uh, basically this other podcast and this guy's talking about and let the demons in. And it's just how he's kind of referred to it. And the story that he gave is this boxer went to Mexico and he was in the boxing ring with like a heavyweight. And he got knocked, like, as soon as he got in the ring, he got punched, and he got punched so hard that he fell out of the ring, and he's on his back, like, he's hurting, and he's looking up at this heavyweight champion, and he's thinking, like, yo, I don't care how much it hurts, I don't care, like, you know, how scared I am right now, I have to get back in the ring, prove to myself that I'm this guy, because if I don't do this thing, then, you know, when I have the choice of do I work out or do is my nutrition right, it's going to be, again, like, demons for the story or whatever telling me that you know you're really not that guy you just got knocked out like you know you just got knocked out the ring when in reality you can lose but if you start to be, if you not start if you actually believe that you're this heavyweight champion then you get all the other decisions are gonna be it's just what you do it's not even a decision like there's there's no here or there this is this is just who you are and i think it's also how you view that situation because let's say you already viewed yourself as a loser, right? You get knocked out of the ring, you're going to be like, damn, like, this just proves that I'm a loser. But if you're a winner, the same action happens. You get knocked out of the ring, but you're kind of looking up. I mean, if you get knocked out, you get knocked out and there's nothing you can do. Like, your, your, brain, your brain's shut up. But like, if you're still awake and you still have the ability to get up, then, and you believe you're a winner, you're going to get up because that's what winners do. And you know what winners do. So I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of a shift between having the action prove who you are, but believing who you are and knowing what you would do in that scenario. And then once you have that and then you build up enough habit, um, enough, uh, you know, results essentially, uh, decisions, it kind of shows you who you are. So it's like, you know, chicken and egg, you're like, which comes first? Do you believe that you're the guy or do you see the results of you being the guy? Being the guy. Yeah. yeah. That's so, that's so big. Definitely with that, that whole thing, because that's the shift, right? Like you said, you, you need to get into that persona, get into that mind state so much that when you see these challenges, because that's what it is, the challenge that Rami woke up, you don't want to go to the gym. That's a challenge right there. You actually, instead of like that boxer getting knocked out of the ring and being like, damn, I just got knocked out of the ring. I'm on my back. Everyone's looking at me. This is embarrassing. You then start thinking like, no, this is sick. This is an opportunity to prove I'm a winner. Not everyone wants to get up off the floor right now. People could have stayed down. I'm so grateful that I'm knocked out this ring looking at with this guy and I don't want to get in the ring because this is an opportunity for me to be that person. 
Like this is like it's cold, it's raining, it's wet outside. This is an opportunity for me to be a killer right now and go to the gym. You need to start getting into that mindset. And when you're there, motivated or not, it doesn't matter. It's almost like the more painful and disgusting it is, the happier you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like the way you said that as well, Elton, where you say this is an opportunity for me to be a killer because particularly when I got to the gym and I saw other people, I was like, in my mind, I was thinking, nah, I'm better than all of these people here. And I'm going to push, push to the, to the furthest. And I think, I think that's another thing that, you know, usually helps. Like being around people, whether it's even an exam. So like if you go to the library and you see other people studying, then you're going to think, right, I need, I need to be on my craft. Rather than if you're in your own space, in your own room, you don't know who you're competing against. But it's having that, those competitors. because. Um, even, you know, when we think about going back in school, now this is one thing I always remember, and it was, uh, we were all in set one for maths. But um, we, we, we were doing our thing, like uh, Raf asked me, like, what question you want? I said, question five. He laughed at me. He said he's on question six. That, that made me annoyed. I was like, damn, I need, I need to beat him. I need to beat him. And then Elton just looked over his shoulder, and he was thinking, question five, question six, I'm on question 10. Like both of you guys suck. And then we were thinking, nah, we got to beat them. And then you remember, uh, I'm not going to say her name, but like X person said, why are you guys competing? Like you're just in maths. You just, you, why, why, why are you making it a game all the time? And then the teacher just broke out. Like she was saying, no, competing is good because if you don't compete, you will never push to your, the best of your ability. And we, and we got that from, you know, playing basketball. We always wanted to beat each other. And that uh, transferred into the classroom and going with anything else. And if it's, it's having that mindset of, you know, you want to be, you want to beat, beat yourself and beat other people. And it's, it comes with, um, you know, you, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and think, right, can I, can I challenge myself? Am I going to be a better version of myself today? And I think for me, overall, that's what helps me to get motivated. Because when you have that goal in mind, right, I need to do better. I need to raise the bar. You're now in a game with yourself and you're trying to play. You're in the zone. Whereas like, if you don't have that, if you're after the say, what question you're on? I'm just, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just in mass class. Right, I'll just do question six now after like 20, 30 minutes. I'm not pushing myself, I'm not pressing. And it, it becomes long in your head. And if you don't have that, you start to deflate. You, you, don't, you lose the motivation. And I think time is a key concept because with me, particularly when I, when I wake up, I want to I be more and more efficient every day. I want to think, right, I've only got, I've got to wake up at, you know, 6.30 today, tomorrow, I want to wake up at 6.20. So how do I do that? I need to get more sleep. I need to get more rest. So I need to cut more rubbish out of my, my life because that's the only way I can fulfill that balance. I need to eliminate all the social media, the, the time I'm, I'm wasting, like doing unnecessary things. So let, me, let me speak on that for a second. Because yeah, go, go ahead. So uh, like we said about the persona thing, one, one thing I'm kind of learning, right, is that, you know, sports teaches you to be an athlete, right? And then when you're an athlete, like this is like a subconscious persona that you you have given yourself. So, you know, at, 
I can't even remember what age you were. We were younger than we are now. Like, but at that age, we'd already given us ourselves the persona that we were athlete. And, you know, we can call it what you want, athlete, competitor, whatever. So, like, you know, it, your brain doesn't know a difference between if you're playing basketball, if you're in, in maths, if you actually believe this is who you are. So then that's what kind of pushes you because you know you're an athlete. If I challenge you, you're going to be, okay, I'm trying to win. And that, that's how you, you kind of find your motivation or your, your habit. So, you know, however you want to define it. So I think some people kind of miss out on, I don't know, I don't know about miss out, but, you know, there's a huge uh, debate about what's more important, like music or sports, because you'll get music in class and then your parent thinks, oh, if you do music, like you're intelligent or whatever, which is, you know, probably has its own habits that you build through that, but like sports, but it's taught me and the older I get and the more, you know, knowledgeable and aware I get is that all my, um, my inner circle that have played sports at some level have this thing in them. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It could be anything. They still compete with what they're doing. And I think that's one of the most important things for, for them. So, you know, it doesn't might not work for everybody, but for them, that persona is an athlete. And they don't even have to be in shape because like, their game is their game. And then when it comes to competing, now you're looking at the, the your coworker next to you like, nah, man, like if this was a game of, you know, basketball, I'm beating you. But like, this is work and I'm beating you. Because, you know, even, you know, outside of our conversation now, I can think of like literally hundreds of times where I've heard both of you say, I'm going up against this guy. Like, this is the game we're playing. If I was to um, translate it, but it might have been like, oh, you know, when I when I think about my coworker next to me, they don't work as hard. But like, maybe they're not an athlete. But I feel like that's part of the success that you you built from you know really internalizing this persona. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. And uh, really, all of these are stories you tell yourself about yourself, but people don't realize it's that story that you tell yourself. It's a choice, it's a habit, and it becomes who you are. And yeah, sports is a great way for you to. It gives you so many benefits, you know, dedication to a craft, learning, persistence, learning, discipline, all those things. But like you said, the, the mindset that you get from playing sports at a young age and competing is different. Um, it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, Bill Knight in the book, Shoe Dog. He talks about his running coach and um, like he was a sick running coach for Oregon. And people asked him like, oh, you know, how do you feel about being a coach or whatever? And he's like, I'm, I don't view myself as a coach. I'm a person who teaches athletes how to have a competitive response. And that's, that's what I do. Like, that's my main job is to teach you how to have a competitive response to almost any situation. And you're right. Like, once you get that mindset, you can apply that to anything, like anything at all. Mm. Um, and that's such a powerful tool. Definitely even for me, I'd say that attributes like most of where I've got to in life and where I even thinking forward in my life when I have a big, big thing or big, big goal that I'm like, ah, that's scary, man. I don't know if it's possible to do that. As soon as I say that to myself, that, that persona kicks in. It's like, what did you just say? No, 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 no. I'm not going to let you say that. <laughs> now, now you've said that I'm going to have to do it. Like I have to disprove you. And that's the conversation in my own head, let alone start adding factors of other people who are now pursuing the same goal and they're further than me. Like that persona gets even louder. Once you have that in your head, it's just, it's such a powerful, positive, it can get negative hundred percent. It can get negative, but I think the, the benefits outweigh the negative in the long term for sure. Absolutely. I think there's also motivation because the way I look at it now is I feel there's two things, the way it's broken up. There's, there's getting motivated 
and then they're staying motivated. And it's how how you can pick, you know, those sort of triggers or mechanisms between the two to keep yourself like running. There's two there's two levels. I think there's the 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 meta level, so the upper level when you're just kind of bird's eye view looking at your whole goal is knowing your why, knowing why you're doing it, having an emotional connection to that reason. And then you can draw upon that at any moment along the process of chasing that goal. But having that like deep connection and that that sense of who what who am I in this? What does it say about me? Who am I going to be through this process? And, and having a belief about that, like Raf said, belief in and sticking to that is massive. Then individually, day to day, you can have tricks that you can use. So like the music, like we said about music getting you into a mind state. I use a visual cue. So I put like a vision board on my uh, phone, like just of things that remind me or goals that I'm trying to get done for the year. And I make that as my screen background. I make that, um, I tie it to like a song and I make that my alarm for everything. So that's also like another trigger I use to, to make me get into that mode. Um, another thing is having regular conversations with other people who are chasing difficult things. They only have to be the same goals as you. But like when I talk to you, Rodney, or you, Raph, about things you are doing, I might not even necessarily say what I'm doing, but just hearing your challenging process and hearing how you're getting up and going after it and finding solutions, that keeps me going as well too. Um, so I think it's that, like your environment around you as well. Sometimes, like you said, even putting the sneakers by the bedside. So you have to get up and look at them every day. And if you don't go for a run, you're going to have to feel guilty about not going for a run today because your sneakers are looking at you. So all of these things, your environment on your phone, the, the around you, the people around you, you modify that to make yourself have motivation on a daily level, but also tying it into that massive emotional uh, belief about who you are. That's like, for me, that's how I approach it. Absolutely. I think it's, again, it's, it's asking that question as well, because if you can ask the question, if I do this, what will I look like tomorrow? If I don't do this, what will I look like tomorrow? And if you can think, if you can see, you can visualize the, the both, you know, it's the red pill and the blue pill. You can see exactly which stream you're going to go through and where you want to be and where you don't want to be. I think that also facilitates ensuring that you, you do what you're supposed to do. 100%. 100%. I think we're, uh, we've got to cut it off soon. I think people got stuff to do today, but this has been, this has been great. I don't know if anyone has any, any last final thoughts, any additional actions, any additional little nuggets they want to drop off on the topic. Um, I, I think it just summarized everything. I think the main piece you know, motivation is the reward you get for doing work. And now you got to figure out what discipline and habits or, you know, persona you need to kind of get you started. And then once you start figuring out um, those things, you know, you are able to kind of do a bit more and, you know, also kind of come to a conclusion that one thing doesn't work for somebody else because they haven't built the same habit and they're not, they're not the same internal person as you. So it's just about creating your internal persona and habits to kind of, you know, that serve you well. Yeah. And, and and on that is knowing, going through that journey of discovery and you do it through life experiences and different challenges. So trying to get motivated on something off the court and trying to get motivated in something in your athletic life. Every time you go through that cycle of whether you succeed or fail, you learn something about yourself and you learn that I get motivated or I get more engaged when I do this or I'm more likely to get up and do the work when I think about this. And that just comes over time. So even if you feel like you're failing at your goal of getting motivated and doing the action, that's still useful information for you to 
have success in the long run as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, yeah, it's just that reflection on, you know, your what the makeup of your identity and what, what your story is and, you know, the journeys that you've, uh, you've come across and how you're able to continue those journeys to the future. Mm-hmm. That's been some, some good stuff, man. Feel like that. Yeah, this, this is the first one of many, man. We've got plenty, plenty more like this to come. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like even for me, I took away some stuff from this that I'm like, I'm definitely going to apply uh, and think about and talk about with other people too. But yeah, man, we'll be back at it hopefully every week. Until the next one, we'll catch you guys later. Peace.